this round, though. Oh, man. Until now. Oh, he's done. He's wow. done. History has been made. Conor McGregor is the UFC lightweight champion. Time to be it. Time to be it. Time to bitch you back. Stone Cold's over. He's not here. I'm not listening to that. Uh, I don't care about the miracle at all. Uh, welcome uh, to episode 188 UFC draft. Coho put best fighters. It's not that. It's two fighters. Knockout. Best pay-per-view card. Main card five. If you want to talk about some other stuff, I don't really care. Um, and then um, uh, one thing the UFC should fix or change. So that should be interesting. Uh, I was on before Dylan showed up. Uh, a lot of people that don't know shit about UFC, if I'm being honest with you, uh, they were struggling with names and figuring out who plot who. So I think I'm in a good shape. I'm drafting tonight because I'm probably the most casual UFC fan here. I love UFC. I watch a lot, but I don't give a shit like where somebody is or that person didn't deserve something it's like dana white's like appealing to me most times like i guarantee it's like yeah i'm gonna like that fight more finishes less wrestling like let's go uh sports yls we'll see how this all goes um i'm watching playoff hockey right now uh the refs are terrible I don't know if this is normal hockey, but holy shit, they stopped the stop for everything. I thought this was supposed to be fighting. They don't. They're pussies. Um, so that's upsetting. Uh, NBA playoff, LeBron's getting carried to another farther than he should because, you know, it's LeBron. But tonight we have a great panel for UFC. We got Patrick. Doesn't know movies. I don't know how he found us, but maybe he does know movies. He just never shows up for another while. It's only sports related. That is the correct answer. Um, I love it. Yeah. I, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Um, for those that have watched the sports wireless in the past, I have moved. Um, so yeah, it's uh, doing doing good. Glad to glad to be back on. Um, Brooklyn once messaged me and says, Hey, do you want to be in a UFC fantasy league? It's like $60. I said, what the hell? No, that's a terrible idea for me. But so he puts his money on his li- line for UFC. So maybe he knows something. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, we, that, that league folded within three months because only one person was making active picks. So we were just like, here, take 50 bucks. You win. Um, but yeah, no, like every, like every Every card, uh, friends and I try and get together and like we try to predict the card and the winners and whatnot. Uh, and it's just like there's so many divisions and whatnot. And like even outside of UFC, there's so much, so much good stuff to explore. Um, tough four was the uh, the, the, the thing that kind of got me into UFC, uh, all the returnees, and then uh, then yeah, Matt Sarah coming back, but uh, yeah, no, I'm fucking pumped. All right, next up, uh, Aaron. Probably the most knowledgeable of all of us. Well, at least puts the most time in, I would say. Uh, Aaron, how are you doing tonight? And do you think your knowledge will carry you to a victory? I mean, it's a common theme. Also in trivia, I'm really bad. And I watch like more movies than most people too. So like, I'm starting to wonder like. It's the Mike Hanley effect. What is it? Yeah, what is going on? We can't retain it. Yeah, I just have a Dewey number. But yeah, no, I'm glad to be on, obviously. 
with UFC, I was happy to sign up. And I'm glad that other people are interested in the sport. I'm always excited to talk about it. So I, I think that most of my picks, I'm not really excited about where I'm at in the draft order, to be honest with you, because I think I'm going to have to come, come up with a lot on the fly. So I'm going to be talking about some fighters, you know, that uh, um, normally get yeah. mentioned. So I'm excited. If you've never drafted against Patrick, he's a son of a bitch. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, like, watching him draft, it's going to suck. And <laughs> Brooklyn's going to as far away from him as possible, to be honest. Brooklyn's going to literally put a pothole out there for everybody to just drive into because he's going to pick some random shit, and we're all going to be like, the one that I'm most surprised about, Dylan. Dylan, I did not know, was a UFC fan. He said, UFC, I'd be interested. So how are you doing tonight? And you like UFC? I do. This is like the only sport that I really follow all that much uh, is MMA. But uh, yeah, I mean, I only really started getting into it a lot in like the last five years. So I guess expect a lot of recency bias on my list. I'm still probably in the casual phase of, you know, being a UFC fan. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Should be fun. I mean, I will say UFC has like amped to another level over the last like five, seven, you know, years. Like, the older stuff, if you look back on it, was like, oh, wow, they made some choices to me personally. And I watched it way, I watched it like early Very days. Yeah. So, like, they made some questionable choices back then. I still do. But Patrick's got the first pick. He can go any category he wants. Koho says he's going to be watching along. <laughs> the graphic for us. Uh, I'm making no promises. I'm not doing the draft noise, the ticker. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Uh, you gotta love the production value. Um, there are so many ways to go here, uh, but I think I'm gonna do what I think is the number one overall pick here. I'm taking an event. Um, it was the number one that popped into my head when I first thought of this. I'm taking UFC 217 live from Madison Square Garden. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. Again, as a noted GSP stand, that was always going to be, even for sentimental reasons, very high on my list. Uh, his final UFC fight and the fact that he beat Bisping, who I've always sort of not liked all that much, um, mainly because of the fact that I think he's the most overrated champion of all time, because um, his only title defense uh, was against a 46-year-old Dan Henderson. Um, but yeah, still... I mean, yeah, someone just, yeah. And that you have that, you have um, the crowning of Thug Rose Namajunas against, against Ioana and what I still think is a massive upset, but like looking back on it, right? Like the beginning of the new era and an actual like really competitive era for, for the strawweight division. Um, you've got a really, really intriguing Wonderboy Masvidal fight that goes three rounds. Um, you've got Dillashaw knocking out Cody and then, which leads into Dillashaw knocking out Cody again about a few months later. Um, made his jaw glass. So, just, yeah, to just literally turned Cody Garbrandt into uh, nobody. Uh, yeah. just, just Cody's back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> years. Yeah, and um, the arrival of one Paulo Costa onto a main card of a pay-per-view too, right? Like just absolutely star-studded through the uh, through the main card. You have that really funny Walt Harris moment where he illegally kicks Godbeer and just like, those are always hilarious to me when someone just for no reason does one of those illegal kicks 
uh, especially on prelims. Um, just, yeah, a top to bottom, just absolutely iconic card, especially for the first one in MSG. Yeah, I think if you, like, look, 217 is, like, the top one of, like, the best UFC cards, like, arguably from people. Um, uh, I personally didn't want it because, um, unlike the person that mentioned it, I'm not a big stand for the one guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm very annoyed by him. Uh, uh, but overall, I think that's a really good pick. Anybody else on 217? Brooklyn looked like you wanted it. Uh, yeah, this was my num- this is my number one for for events. Um, the the craziest thing about that Garbrandt Dillashaw fight is that Garbrandt was winning the first round and like thought that he was going to win, and then Dillashaw's like, "Nope, I'm gonna win." I I loved I loved him until the whole fucking like e- like EPO thing. Um, but yeah, like Thug Rose is such an such an, an iconic moment. Um, like that like that strawweight division is so crazy. Like the four people that are that that kind of carried the belt. Um, and then yeah, the the like it's i love the fight but it sucks that gsp did it purely for like a business move yeah um i don't think it was entirely entirely all, all health reasons but um it was good to see that he made the last hurrah he's a well we'll talk later <laughs> um anybody else in 217 or can we yeah i i don't really like 217 as much as everybody else um, just because, like, for one, Bisping is, like, one of the worst champions ever. He won it on pretty bullshit circumstances. Uh, and then he defended against a decrepit old man. Uh, and then followed by, yeah, and then followed by defending against a, a welterweight coming up for one time because it's easy to tell from the win because he couldn't win against the welterweight champion, Kamaru Usman. Um, so, like, it's just fine because Kamaru Usman's a better GSP. But, uh, you know, also, you have, like, so many failed drug tests on this. E.J. <laughs> Johnny Hendricks, like, really just, like, a bunch of a bunch of garbage when you really break it down. And Walt Harris, we're going to use Walt Harris as an argument for best event ever. I'll use that as an argument for worst event. <laughs> before Walt Fair Harris, enough. Not my pick for best fighter. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, Brooklyn, what's your... What's your pick? So, I I think I have to I have to go with this 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 was my this was my one one. Um, I this I'm going fighter. Um, I despise this person as a human being. Um, but he is he is he is the greatest of all time. He is Johnny oh. Bones Jones. Um, I like. He made Despicable. me a fan of elbows and just like wanting to. Wanting to have that in like my my combat rep, rep, repertoire, um, I guess. But uh, you look at the resume of people that he that he beat, like everybody who was all everybody who was light heavyweight champion, fucking um, Rampage Jackson, Rashad Evans, Leota Machida, uh, and then has fight of the year, I believe, with Gustafson. Has the rematch, beats. DC one time good and then the other and then other time with what with whatever but then like obviously the his his last fight helps this so much and just how he took all this time to build up and get the proper shape for heavyweight and then just destroys gone who was considered like the fastest heavyweight on the roster um yeah this is the uh I think this, this is this is the clear this is the clear number one fighter 
Anybody else on John Jones while Cody's away? Uh, yeah, I mean, i kind of glad someone else <laughs> drafted him, so I didn't have to because uh, yeah, I fucking <laughs> hate him as a person. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, in his last fight you mentioned, I was hoping that he was going to lose, and that's kind of why I bought the pay-per-view because I thought Gon could be the guy to do it. And, yeah, that was depressing. Basically, once I saw <laughs> – Basically, once I saw John Jones get the takedown, I basically left into the kitchen. I'm like, I'm done watching this. Basically, uh, and I yeah. still think to this day he took a he took a dive. There ain't no it fucking way he went out like that easy and went that. I it didn't this, look you want to talk? No. Walk in. I don't think you wrong. you want to talk about the biggest piece of shit. It's John Jones. Yeah, like yeah. human outside the octagon, horrible human being, and gets every advantage ever in the UFC possible is gifted to him. Like, yeah, he has the talent, he has the skill, but he is literally like the New York Yankees. Like, people root just to see them lose. Like, I like he's great, but if he got knocked out, I would be ecstatic. I would that would be my watch watch video on YouTube of all time. I'm waiting for somebody just to beat the living shit out of him. Because that man, I bought the same pay-per-view. I was thinking this is the shot, and he gets he gets this weird takedown. The camera is the worst camera angle ever, and he just what are you doing? Where? Where's the at all. Yeah, it wasn't was locked in. He taps out like I was done. I, I was. Oh, yeah. It was a dive. I think he took a dive. No one will ever convince me otherwise. I just think he honestly took a dive in that fight because that makes uh, no sense of how that even. I understand he was going to take him down. He's going to beat the living shit out of him, but beat the living shit out of him. He that fight. He eh, eh, done. We're going home. I was. I, you. I'm glad you took him because I. It would have been the last pick in the draft, and I would have had a fighter remain me, and John Jones was never coming across my lips. I hate that man. I want a DC to win every time. Yep. Every fight he's ever had, I've wanted somebody else to win. Like, oh, it drives me crazy. He he also lost that uh, – he lost the fight on the it's card. Reyes, uh, Reyes yeah. he lost the card by a large margin, and they give it to him. It's just – he gets every – the only ones that ever hold him accountable is USADA. But the only people that have ever held him accountable. Uh, in the UFC. Not even, not even that though. Not even that. Where it was like, yeah, so hey, many drug tests. Yeah. Hey, we're not, we we can't get you a license in Vegas, but let's go. Let's fly. Let's, let's do this entire event to California. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, we're moving events. Hide, hiding under Tate, hiding under the fucking ring when yeah. USADA comes knocking. That is not that to is mention all his siblings like, have also failed drug tests in their respective leagues. Like yeah. his oh. entire family is a bunch of steroid cheating fucks. Oh, I'm glad you took him. I hate him. I absolutely <laughs> hate the man. I also think oh. he's lost like two or three fights at this point that he's won, uh, which yeah. is always tough to see. He sat Can out a lot. Tell me why that man has chicken legs and no one ever does leg kicks to his calves <laughs> ever. The man should be broken in half, but everybody, no leg kicks against John. Can't do him. Why? Break him in half. TR, TRT tour came close. He came oh, damn close. Yeah, he almost broke that that's, arm. That's that's a fucking bizarro world. A broken arm by VDR, TRT, <laughs> TRT tour. Mm, yeah, okay. I wasn't going to take him either, but I, I get the pick. It's a business move. I get yeah. It. yeah absolutely. Just like everything Dana White has ever done with John Jones. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Brooklyn. Dylan. Yeah, this is tough. Uh, I'm going to go 
I'm going to go with the number one pick that I had for fighters who I know Aaron was kind of taking a cheap shot at him earlier, but I'm going to go with, because I'm, I'm Canadian. So I'm going to go with George St. Pierre for my first fighter. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I get it. Sometimes he doesn't have the most entertaining of styles. Not everyone loves the wrestlers or the grapplers, but like he was so well-rounded, like when he was, when he was a champion and yeah, for him to be a two-time, I believe welterweight champion, uh, just dominate over that division, leave for a while, come back, and then get, claim the belt in middleweight. Super impressive. Yeah, granted, against it was Bisbing. It was Bisbing we faced it's who obviously not the, best, not the most impressive, I guess, <laughs> of victories to claim the middleweight title. Probably the weakest middleweight champion, I think we could say. Yeah, he goes in. Sorry. You're good. Well, he, he hates uh, – don't even get that dog started. We don't even get that during John Jones. We get that during George St. Pierre. <laughs> wild. The, the He's not very impressed Canadian. by Hates a Canadian. Uh, no, but yeah. Yeah. It's GSP. Love him. Yeah. You know, great Vaseline guy. Um, Love him to death. Uh, overall, I will tell you one of my favorite – I won't hint at a category, but, man, do I love that. Uh, I do mm. love one of those moments where he goes on his back for – just by an unbelievable knockout. Uh, but overall, I mean, he's the safe pick when you think of like the, cl- like somewhat clean, I would say, cause you know, those moments, but overall, I think he's like, not John's Jones. Like I would, if anybody said he's the greatest of all time, I'm okay with that. Like that's to say, I hate John Jones being anybody's <laughs> Mount Rushmore of anything. So George St. Pierre, sure. I don't like him. I thought his fights were absolutely some of the boringest fights of all time. Like, Difference between another fighter that can be drafted later, one mauled and beat the shit out of somebody, he just laid on him and laid on him and laid on him for five rounds and just got decisions, and I can't stand that fighting at all. Like, do something. Punch him, elbow him, I don't give a shit, do something, but he did nothing. But he has some some of the most impressive wins of all time, you know, records. So, good job on that one. Anybody else on GSP? Uh, Patrick, you go first. Yeah, I mean, he. I, I've said this before. He's the reason I follow MMA. The whole fucking Vaseline bullshit is, like, the thing that, like, brought me into mixed martial arts and uh, righteously defending him um, from any such accusation. Um, I'm not blind. He, he lost the Hendrix fight. Uh, that, was, that was definitely a... We're gonna give you this one on your way out type of decision, and um, he did. He got his ass beat, but for a very long period of time, he may not have beat everybody's ass, but he knew how to win fights in MMA, and he knew how to make sure that when it went to the judges, he was going to come out on top, which is a skill that not a ton of truly elite fighters have, because there's some way, somehow, the judges will find a way to screw you in this. Um, yeah, so I, so like, I, for my first uh, moment with MMA was tough four. So this would, was right whenever GSP lost the belt, uh, to Matt Sarah. And then I got to see him go basically super Saiyan, uh, win it, win it back. And then just defend against everybody. Um, to, to the, to the response that this fights are a little bit boring, I would say go to like his fight with Dan Hardy when like he's doing everything he can to make him tap and he just he just won't um and like even going back to like the match that he had with Matt Sarah 
that fight stopped because he was giving knees to the ribs. They were that hard. Um, and, he, and like Matt Sarah was in that much pain that Eve, uh, Eve Levine stopped the fight. Yeah. Anybody yeah. else on GSP? Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's, he's a safe pick. Again, like for like the number one, like I don't want a guy who is a fight on his record that he's lost that he gets a win for. I remember that Hendricks fight. I remember watching it when I was out doing disaster relief. I was watching it off my government-provided iPad on an illegal site. And uh, I remember I had bet like my entire stipend for that week on Johnny Hendricks, who was an underdog. And uh, it ended, and before the judges had read the cards, I'm like running around my uh, church, like church spot with my cot, you know, just celebrating. And then they say GSP won by unanimous decision. Um, and God damn it, I will never forgive GSP for that. Because he tried to pretend he won afterwards. like And just like, even though he gave the belt to him right afterwards, like in the press conference. So yeah, GSP, I get it. But, you know, he's lost three times to Matt Hughes, to Matt Sarah, and Johnny Hendricks. I can't have him be my number one. Okay, I guess it's up to me. Um, I'm doing something for everybody. I'm going to actually take the thing the UFC should change. Fuck your, f- fuck your time zones, okay? I want the card moved up. I don't want primetime fights at midnight at my time in Central. I'm in Central, and it's at midnight. One, 11 o'clock, when the main card starts at 9 ridiculous absolutely ridiculous move them forward i don't care when is the weirdest thing is a prime time starts at seven football basketball everything else does it fuck you west coast people i don't give a shit about you like you you get sunshine cow you get sunshine beaches warm weather enjoy it you get that give me a time where at seven o'clock and the fights are done by nine or ten beautiful start time UFC could gain so many more casuals overall. If I remember buying it with a group of friends and be like, oh yeah, and they're like, well, when's the prime? I go, oh, and that one it won't be on until nine. Well, the start. The fuck? They're out. They don't care. They're, they're not gonna catch it. Well, you gotta understand this is John Jones versus getting listen, casuals getting in. They want to see the John Jones return. It's three fucking 30 seconds. And he's laying on the, and the fight's over, and they're up till midnight, and they're exhausted, and now they're pissed, and they want to burn the UFC to the ground. Move it up two hours. Main card starts there. Prelims, some people don't even give a shit about the prelims. And if you're a Sunday, Saturday during the day, beautiful watching prelims during, like, who cares? Like, you're going to watch it whenever. You're going to be excited for it. And at seven o'clock, the fight starts. I think that is ultimately. Would be the best. I'd buy every pay per view if it started at fucking seven. But if it's got like three duds on there, I'm like, I'm not fucking wasting money on that to have it do this time. So that's my pick. That's what they should change. Absolutely. Hmm. I'm fine with the time zones. US based. US based. Like when they're in other countries, we get to benefit from earlier. And they're still great. They're still great. Um, North America, if you're in Las Vegas, bitch, start at seven. The current the current time of the card actually 
doesn't doesn't bother me. Uh, it actually works perfect because like for for us, like we're in Atlantic time, um, so the main car, or like the prelims start at nine, the main card starts at eleven, and we're usually done by two. So that's basically like like, like a night at, like a night out at the bars. Um, so as like somebody who like has worked in restaurant industry, like that's that's that, that, that that's completely fine for me. It but you're telling me right now, if they said, "Hey, it's going to start here, and it's going to do this, and it's going to be over at midnight," you're not going to be like, "Oh, that's better for me." It's sure it's better for me, but like I also real I also enjoy like whenever they're in London because I like because like a Saturday afternoon card is fucking awesome. Thank you. This is okay. But, like, but you just made my point. Time? You just made my point. How great not it is afternoon. Time, I didn't say all the time afternoon. I'm saying at seven o'clock the main card starts. Okay. And it ends by nine ten. That makes more because you know what? Every in between every fight, they have to tell me what led up to this and how this person's struggle went through getting ready for the fight. And they they're getting they have to do seven like punches in the back before they can walk to the front. It's four, three hours of fucking flair for you know an hour and a half of fighting. The worst or cut that is, shit is, out. The worst of it is all the promo shit is like already on YouTube, uh, so yeah. it's often just a rehash. Yeah, I fucking hate. Oh, okay, but yeah, I, I again, this is not going to be popular for everybody. This is going to be popular for Cody. I yeah. want it at seven o'clock. So I'm going to watch it whenever they happen. Right. Like, so, like for me, it's like it's kind of irrelevant. And I think just a little fun fact. I think the fights this weekend. It's not UFC pay per view, but it's like a fight night. I'm pretty sure they start early for you, Cody. So they'll be. Perfect. I think the main card starts at seven. So uh, then do it forever. Do it forever. Well, thank you. Change the things. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I'll watch them at any time. Like they could say they're all in the morning now. I'd be like, cool. Morning UFCs. Like, like imagine being in the UK and having to watch, having to watch events like that are in Vegas. Yeah. So if I you move to the seven, I, I don't even I would, have to I would, love, I would love to go to a UK version of Cody and hear that same rant. They're like, we have to be up till fucking four a.m. <laughs> Like, yeah. I got into Formula One weight racing this past, like, year. Guess what I do? I record the shit. I don't look at anything, and I go in and watch it, and I'm like, oh, I don't know shit. I'm enjoying the race at my normal time. If I would lived in the UK, I wouldn't be a fucking UFC fan. Fuck you. I'm premier soccer only. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the weirdest thing that's ever come out of Cody's mouth. I would be a fan of soccer if I was in the UK. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Eat my um, fucking beans on toast and move on. Um... <laughs> Uh, I weirdos. I I like the late start times only for um, during college football season because the primetime game in college football for college football starts at eight and it feeds right into the UFC card and I don't have to. And it's are you talking NCAA? Yes, I am. You mean a Canadian person knows something about college football? That's fucking crazy. Oh yeah, fuck. I love Brooklyn. Brooklyn's Brooklyn's a dumbass that hates it. Oh, we've okay. been over this before, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, it serves at least in the fall. It serves it serves as a really natural feed in from uh, like, from, like Alabama, Tennessee. Fall. Like that would have been the site. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But like, yeah, okay. To me, that's why. Uh, um, okay, Aaron, you get to end the round and then start the next one. So, what's your first pick? All right. Um, so my first pick um, could go a couple different ways with this, but I'm going to go with fighter. And I'm going to go with the fighter with the zero behind his name, Nurmagomedov Khabib. Uh, he's a mauler. He, you know what he's going to do, and he does it anyways, which is just like kind of 
a whole nother level of impressive. He did add the striking at the end as well. He has like the biggest pay-per-view of all time against Connor does what everybody hoped he would against Connor. Um, I mean, he basically ruined Connor's career um, for a big amount of it, at least the fighting aspect of it. Um, he's still like part of the sport. Unlike a lot of uh, picks like John Jones is going to disappear into a cocaine cloud as soon as he's done fighting. He probably is in it. Um, and then GSP and then GSP is trying to be an actor and everybody's like, no, thanks. Uh, so like, you know, at least Khabib is like, I'm just going to keep coaching motherfuckers to be me. Uh, maybe his protege will be mentioned, so I won't bring his name up, but I mean, like he's a great coach as well. So he knows how to share his skills, but he's 29 and 0. he never lost anybody. He has one fight you can kind of question. And even that fight, if you actually go back and watch it, he didn't lose it. He just didn't take down T-Bow. So that's the only fight you can talk about. And that was like, I don't know, 700 years ago. Every other fighter just completely failed against this guy. And, uh, yeah, he's he's the best fighter ever, undefeated. Yeah, I mean, I think I was a big negative on him for the longest time because I – I'm a stand for the man that he ruined. Um, I absolutely, but to watch him take people down, trash talk them, mm-hmm. like basically tell them that he needs it more than them and just beat the fuck out of them. Is something just, them. yeah. And then like, even like his last, his last fight was Gaethje, right? Yeah. He, he like, it looks similar, like a little bit to John Jones's last fight, because it looks like like Gaethje just says, "Here, take it." It looks like you uh, played UFC four on beginners <laughs> mode, where they tell you how to do the submission, yes. and you're like going in between the animations, and they're like, "Oh, I know you're doing the," tr-. and this is like one of the best he, fighters his, ever. He, he doesn't look he got dismantled. Because he didn't he want doesn't to look tense. He doesn't look anything. He just moves him around and basically <laughs> taps him. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> How did he get there? He just does it. But he like beats people in the face, just mauls the living shit out of them. Again, anybody that thought they could beat him, like one, I still wish like you could have somebody in Connor's corner and be like, listen, I get it, but stop. <laughs> Like you, the one thing you don't have is wrestling, and this dude wrestles bears. Like, why don't we just stop it and just and now he's get just you someone else to wrestle me and throwing just lunch pails? Yeah, like I just think it's like yeah, just beats the fuck out. He was so impressive, and I understand like even his step away makes a lot of sense. Like he was great. His fa- loss of his father didn't want to do it without his father anymore. Like that just honorable, like guy, like he has one mark of jumping over the cage, but still was fucking great. Like the most calm subdued guy leaves the cage and goes and beach the shit after the cornerman. Like that stuff that is great. But yeah, uh, I thought about taking him at this spot, but yeah, you probably deserve to talk about him a little bit more than me because I hated him for a little bit. Yeah, no, I didn't like him for a long time either. That's that dolly. You know? I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. There's just something about when you're undeniable, and I don't think there's any fighter more undeniable than him. That's fair. Everybody else. Yeah, he's far and away the best lightweight of all time. I think that's a very un- uncontroversial statement to make. Uh, I, I do wish I, I totally get and respect why he left. I would have loved to have seen him stick around just for a bit longer, though, with all the like to see him face like uh, Oliveira, I think would have been a cool fight. Uh, but like 
I totally respect why he left a little bit earlier. Uh, I just would have liked to have seen him stay around longer. But, yeah, great fighter. He was on my list pretty highly for fighters. So, good pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've i always loved Khabib. Khabib, like Aaron said, my number one all time. Like, if I'm – like, I like GSP more. But, again, that's the, that's the Canadian in me, right? So – but if I'm taking an objective look, no one has influenced or really asserted themselves on the entire sport in a way that Khabib has. And what Khabib is doing, like Aaron mentioned, with coaching and all of that. I'm just I'm just upset that we got that we never got the one fight that should have happened about six different times, but never did. Um, it's yeah. the most cursed fight in MMA history. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, let's not forget that, like, this man's 29 and 0, but he also uh, got a fight canceled because he chose Tiramisu over fighting, like, the grappling goat at the time. Um, my, so if Patrick had picked John Jones, I was going to pick, pick a B because I, I figured that it was going to get to Cody or Aaron or somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the the fact that he was able to big brother Gaethje and like he was it felt like he was the first person to have an answer to Gaethje's leg kicks by just being faster than him um, it was fucking crazy but yeah okay you're open in the next round yep um, so I am pretty glad I was not expecting Khabib to make it to me but I'm glad he did I also was surprised that this UFC made it to me, but maybe it benefits from a low recency bias from one or two of you guys. Uh, I don't know if Dylan was around when this one happened. Probably was. Yeah, <laughs> UFC 100 yeah. is my pick. Uh, this it was headlined by Brock Lesnar, Frank Murr, too. So this is where Brock Lesnar was crown champion. This was at a time this- where I was like, – <laughs> What's that? Is this the one where he says he's going to get a Bud Light won't pay him anything? Yes. He's going to yeah, climb on his wife. Yeah. yeah. Go drink Coors Light. Yeah. It, Coors I mean, Light. It was like, Light there, was so much build up, there was so much buildup for UFC 100. Yeah. And this was at the time where the UFCs didn't always have fights pull out like they do now. Uh, so, like, everything stayed together. And, yeah, like, I was a John Fitch fan. So, I was fine with John Fitch, John Fitching. I was like, sweet. Take that with that Brazilian cop, Paulo Tiago. I loved it. So, like, that's fine. I look past that. The Akiyama and Alan Belcher fight, super underrated fight in, like, UFC history. Like, if you go back and watch it, if you have fight pass, it's a really fun fight, just pure action between Sexy Yama and Alan Belcher, who had a Johnny Cash tattoo on his arm. That's, like, the worst tattoo in UFC history. Alan Belcher, the one who got away, he always used to call it Anderson Silva back in the day. He was like, I'm going to beat Anderson Silva. And, like, it's kind of funny. Now he's a bare-knuckle heavyweight fighter. Um, Dan Henderson uh, ended Wisping's life. Uh, so, yeah, Dylan even knows about that one. So, like, I mean, it's like the H-bomb. It's the yeah. best knockout. Well, maybe. I don't want to say best knockout because that's a choice here. But, uh, you know, uh, really good. Uh, that guy, GSP, he did what he needed to against. Like, he completely shut out Tiago Alves, which a bunch of people were like, Tiago Alves's leg kicks are going to stop the wrestling of GSP. No, 50-44 domination. And then this guy named John Jones was on the prelims. Uh, I guess he turned out to be pretty good. He, like, just picked up Jake O'Brien by the neck and until Jake O'Brien stopped breathing and then dropped him, uh, Leo Machida style, before Leo Machida. So, I mean, this just has everything you could want. 
Uh, it's got Jim Miller in one of his 700 UFC fights, so that's great. Um, got Mark Coleman beating Stefan Bonner, rest in peace. I think the both of them, uh, but at least one of them. And yeah, I mean, Cannon Googerty. Uh, I'm just kidding. All right, yeah. I'm, Mark I'm, Coleman is not dead. Oh, good, good. He's just had a rough go of it at times. Yes. He's almost died. I guarantee it. Uh, anyways, great UFC, great UFC from Vegas, I believe. Yeah, I just remember this like lead up because like Brock Lesnar, like ex WWE like fan in me was like, what the fuck? He's fighting and it's so crazy. And then just to watch him like in that post match, like <laughs> when I think of like old UFC, like that's something that just doesn't work in today's UFC as much. But this the bulldozer just like run at you and just clobber the shit out of you. And yeah, just no not... skill at all. <laughs> None. <laughs> Heavy hands, good wrestling, but overall, like, just beats the fuck out of people. Just like, <laughs> and There's he dismantled me. The MMA. He was out. He was yeah, like, oh god, the, no. Wait, they're doing kicks? What the He's hell? Like, is kicks this to shit the tummy? Out? Not kicks to the tummy. <laughs> Not my diverticulitis. <laughs> I had way too much Jimmy Johns for this. <laughs> so overall, it, uh, yeah. I remember the lead up, the build up, one hundred. We're through. here. It came and through. it came through, and it came through with bullets. So yeah, uh, good choice. It wasn't as high as on my list, but I, I definitely understand it for sure. Yeah. I had a ton on events, to be honest. Yeah. So. This was this was pretty clearly my number two. Like I had two seventeen, and I had one hundred, and then it was like basically everything else. Um, everything Aaron said, I'd echo. Just I think one hundreds lost a little bit just because of like this like new wave of mma fan that's that's come up since like i i split the ufc like in terms of this modern era in like by the reebok deal and like there the the whole sport is just completely different to the way it was and there's something really really special about 100 and all of the pomp and circumstance that they brought into it it was if I remember correctly, it was the first fight week. It was the first uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. Yep. Like there was so much more about it. And it was a grand celebration of the sport that we don't really get in the same way anymore. Uh, yeah, this was on my on my draft board. Definitely considered it. I think I was hesitant to pick it though, because I fucking adore Frank Mir. Uh, he's like he's one of my one of my personal favorite heavyweights, and just to see him get dis- get dismantled by, by Brock. Um, but yeah, it was it was also great to see uh, UFC copy the exact same thing with two hundred. No no hitches in it whatsoever. Mm-mm. No smooth sailing. Yeah, entirely. Yeah, I wasn't watching at this time <laughs> when this happened, but uh, yeah, I think it speaks to how I truly iconic this card was that I know pretty much most of these fights that happened. I mean, yeah, the Dan Henderson knockout was crazy, especially the follow-up shot after was just fucking nasty, like so brutal. <laughs> yeah. And just the explosion that Brock Lesnar had in his post fight interview is just iconic. So yeah, good pick. I can imagine if I was watching at the time, I probably would have lost my mind. So. Yeah, no, it was it was a good time. I went very basic with my first two. I feel like anybody could have made my first two picks. <laughs> okay, so mine, I'm gonna go basic too. I just remember the lead up, the build up. I'm going knockout. Um, I'm going lead up. I went um 
kind of to like an in, a newcomer to UFC kind of he bare, he lost his first fight technically or could have lost his first fight he was getting the little sheet video of him he started talking shit to like a guy that's been had 40 fights almost up to that rung i'm doing the flying knee masvidal knocking ben askren limp i just think overall just <laughs> one of the he talks Ben Askren had some of those like passive aggressive moments all leading up, and he literally told, made Jorge like hate him. And honestly, this right here elevated Jorge to like a different level for the the remaining time that he was in the UFC. He just retired because he wasn't as great of a fight. Like he was, he'd win a few, lose a few. Like he'd always be back and forth and all. But when that knockout happened, it propelled him to stardom like because i mean five i remember we were all sitting there walking and i was watching with a friend they're like yeah i think ben takes him i said I, you think i said that dude doesn't look like he belongs here at all like he just looks like a, a piece of paper like you think and then as soon as that happened and he just goes and my buddy goes maybe he'll get up like, that <laughs> bitch is comatose like he's 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 out there's no way so i still it's the like one of the big there are there are better like technical and like long drawn out fights but to start a paper like start it and like that's it like Oh shit! It was just one of the coolest moments. Like he knew he was gonna do a takedown instantly, and he said, "Well, you'll meet my knee at a really fast pace." And he did nothing to prevent it. Like no block, no nothing. It was just—I remember it being just absolutely insane. So that's had to be my pick. Yeah, I feel bad for anyone who was like really, really looking forward to that fight. Like, man, this is gonna be such a. <laughs> Good matchup between God. these two guys. They're gonna throw down, and then it just is over. And like, with, he's unconscious at like the second two of the fight. It's crazy. <laughs> like, it's just wild. Uh, yeah, this is one of those moments where like my dad was like asking me about it the next day, and he doesn't he doesn't care about UFC at all. Like, it was one of those big moments in the sport. So like, yeah, it's a worthy pick for number one knockout. So yeah. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great one. I mean, and Jorge was a nobody journeyman until that, and he coasted to that the rest of his career to get knocked out by Usman and get dominated by a bunch of other people. But that moment, it's not about best fire, it's best KO, and he was just chilling beside the cage. It's Friday the KO I've seen more than any other KO just by nature of how it happened and how quick it happened. I've been able to rewatch it in any clip show ever with combat sport KOs will have this starting or ending it. Like it's, it's that KO. I think the great thing about this pick is that it also, I think it also has the interview afterwards uh, and you have that great line two piece in a soda. I still use that to, to, to this day. Um, and it's just like, it kind of, it's, it started the, yeah. Was it the game bread Jesus era or the Jesus something? Street Jesus. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah, that sent Ben Askren to get knocked out by Jake Paul. So, uh, really, God's just uh, yeah, just really <laughs> he, a he got, different he, trajectory. Patrick, he got a lot. Of, he got a lot of money to get knocked out by Jake Paul. <laughs> he did get a lot of money to get knocked out by Jake Paul. 
surprised that's the guy he goes after. Like, there's some other. I bet there's some other UFC that didn't make UFC money that could literally just be like, "I'll fall down." Like Ben Askren of all people, like Ben Askren, Tyron Woodley. Like... Well, because you got to also think him versus Robbie. Like yeah. Robbie gets ta- like they they claim it's over when Robbie's literally beating the fuck out of him like <laughs> tw- like 10 seconds earlier. Like, yeah, and then he just, he gets that, yeah, I beat Robbie Lawler. <laughs> like, yeah, did you? Did you? <laughs> yeah, so, interesting. Uh, Dylan, you're up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go, again, recency biased here. I'm fully going to acknowledge that. I kind of yeah. just want to get my fighters out of the way, so I'm going to go with uh, my favorite fighter at the moment. Uh, who is, I believe, still pound for pound number one. I'm going with Alexander Volkanovsky for my next pick for fighter. Uh, he, in my opinion, is the greatest featherweight at all time, of all time at this point. I think he has surpassed uh, Jose Aldo. I think he's taken on like some extremely like difficult fights, especially when he moved up to lightweight against that one guy we alluded to before. Like Going into that fight, I thought, he, like everyone, I thought he was going to get destroyed. Like, and after that fight, he that's when he became like my favorite fighter in the UFC today because, like, he had basically every single disadvantage I feel like going into that from the weight, from the stylistically, uh, and the fact that everyone was doubting him and he made it that close. And in many people's mind, arguably won kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, against everyone else, he's just like so dominant, so fast. Like, he out he managed to like out volume and out speed Max Holloway, which not many people can claim to do that. Like the beating he put on him for their third fight, especially was crazy. And like a lot of people, a lot of people say he lost to him in the second fight. I thought that at first, cause I was coping because I was a big Max Holloway fan, but uh, looking back on it, I kind of feel like uh, Volk beat him there as well. But yeah, he's, in my opinion, he's the most entertaining fighter right now. And yeah, he's easily, I'm happy to have him as my second pick for fighters. So, yeah. Yeah, I will say, like, I think I was one that also penciled Max winning the second fight. But it pretty much proved that he came out for the second, the third fight, and said, I'll make sure there's no doubters left for me. And, again, we hinted at him, but, like, his his just last fight went from my respect level from, like, here to, like, infinite like man can do no wrong the the gas tank in that fuckers like what he did in his last fight basically getting tied up basically and just trying to get the fuck off of him just so he can beat the fuck out of him and he just wants to hold him there and just because he knows he'll win the round by just holding him and he's just like let me the fuck up i just was like that's the kind of fighter i want because he's like you're just you're going to just hold this so you can win it but like He's like, give me a shot at this. Like, he's trying to get out. He just couldn't. But he and the gas tank that he had to have is just something I don't, I can't name another like UFC fire fighter that gets the fifth round that had to do what he had to do. That's not sucking wind. Like, like throw, he was as, he was as in his face in round one as he was in round five. So I was a Max Holloway fan. I still am a Max Holloway fan, but like, my respect for him is just through the roof at this point. There's just no – he is like must-watch next fight for sure, for for me. And he was kind of worried like that, but for sure, like I want to see who he fights next. But I don't know if there's a real 
challenged like at this like i don't know like again you probably know like the not yeah, you either, know, but these matchup but yeah what I think yeah, you're who he's fighting next. I, I think he runs out. over Yair like no one's business. Like, Interesting. Yeah, I just think again, I don't know like the 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 come up that's only played three fights that there's going to be a big name or something. But I'm telling you, big names right now, I just don't see anybody. And Max just you know did well in his last fight, but again, you can't put them back out there. Like he's going to be back so over and over again. Yeah, yeah no. it's just Max just needs to fight whoever else and just anybody let, but Volk. And Volk yeah. is like, Max, stop being all my contenders because I can't fight someone new because you keep beating them, but I keep beating you. Um, I've been live to several events, and a few of them have been Volkanovsky events, and people have been leaving in the middle of Volkanovsky fights. He is like this greatness that for whatever reason people just like don't really acknowledge. Uh, and it's similar to maybe another fighter who will be talked about, so I won't bring him up. But, like, it doesn't change that he's great. Um, his st- Like, it's really hard for your stock to go up in a loss, and that's what happened against Makachev. Like, he is, like, I think he moved in front of Makachev in the pound for pound after that fight, like, which never happens after a loss to the fighter, but I'm pretty sure he's in front of him now. Um, if, not, yeah, if not, like, he's, like, it's still arguable, like, after a loss, like, and I just think he's he's one of the toughest, one of the most well-conditioned, one of the most well-rounded. And he's just going to be around for a while, too. He's basically a 145 GSP. Like, he's very well-rounded and just getting better. So, good pick. Uh, yeah, this was uh, this is my like third third choice as well. Um, it's crazy to think that he fucking jabbed Max Holloway to death after like Holloway ha- came off of that fucking masterclass against uh, Cavalcator, um, and just like like when he moved up to lightweight, like people people thought he had a legit chance, um, like just to be that goaded in one division and then come up. And then, like, like you're, you're like you're not worried about the size with that, and I think that's I think that's what's great about both the uh, about the lighter classes. Yeah, um, the only other fighter I've ever heard commentators gush about their cardio to that level was Clay Guida, and Volk just surpasses him in every single skill level, like period. It's he's so proficient, um, and it's. It's so sick, Aaron. You mentioned him as like um, a, a new sort of GSP, but I think he's better on the feet than GSP probably ever was. Yeah. Okay, Brooklyn. Well, I'm gonna go event because I I feel pretty safe with almost everything else category wise. So I'm gonna go card and I'm gonna go recency bias. But when you look at the last look at the last eight fights on this card they're all bangers um i am talking about ufc 281 uh this is uh izzy adesanya and alex alex Pereira. um but you go from aaron blanchfield to meatball molly like that fight was so fucking hyped then you have ryan span fucking uh just getting dominic reyes right square and like shutting him up after his return uh, Renato Moicano has his big moment as the prelim main event, but then, sorry, I'll get into the main card. First fight you have, Dan Hooker fucking coming back, having this big TKO finish in round two after having a couple of uh, couple of losses beforehand. He had lost to Chandler, um, among among others. 
so we weren't really sure about him, but he just came back. Uh, and then Frankie Edgar uh, goes out in a in a brutal uh, knee uh, knee head knee head uh, knockout, um, and he just kind of gets to go out on on a shield, which is great. Then you have uh, Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler, and the fight that Michael Chandler was winning for about two and a half rounds. Uh, and then Dustin Poirier came in and used uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, to overcome all odds. Uh, and then you had uh, you had Zhang Wei Li coming in to fix the madness that was the strawweight division. Carla Esparza had won off of that like weird fight with Rose, and she's like she's kind of re-cemented her spot, especially after her after her rematch against Ioana. Um, and then then you have the craziest thing of the entire fire fight: Israel Adesanya easily considered like like probably i don't think i'd say tied with anderson silva as the middle middleweight goes not yet surpassed um has this guy who is beating the kickboxing it's a create it's, it's a great storyline and then it comes to the fifth round and Pineda gets the same speech that he does that he would from in any of any other scenario it's the fifth round you have to win and he just stalks him moves forward and wins uh, just uh, a fantastic overall card with with like to have your entire main event all in the finishes. Uh, I think it's pretty special. Yeah, um, I didn't. This is one that I didn't watch live, and I regretted not watching live. Um, but listen, anytime that Michael Chandler loses, it's a sad day for me overall. Um, just because I, I went to high school with him. He's a great guy. Um, but overall, it's just, he, his game plans suck. Uh, if I want to be honest, like he just, just throws caution to the wind. But yeah, the, 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 I mean, if any coach ever needs to look at a fifth round and say, you have to win, like, and to do exactly what he did, like that was just insane. So it's one I kind of forgot about cause I didn't watch it, but, yeah, you're you're not wrong. Uh, this is one that I definitely considered until I like looked it over because I think it was like maybe better in my memory in the moment when I watched it live. Uh, looking back on it though, it's like, well, yes, you have the Izzy Pereira fight, which was amazing, like and a great finish, great like comeback, uh, and the Dustin Poirier Michael Chandler fight, great fight. Although Chandler absolutely, I feel you know, like kind of threw threw away the victory, trying to go for that big moment with the massive slam, and then giving up his back and getting choked out. Pretty uh, dumb decision making on uh, Michael Chandler's part. But then, like, I feel whoa, whoa, whoa. like the rest of the card, uh, like Carla Esparza, Whaley Jag, I feel like most that fight went how most people would have predicted. Like, I, I went in expecting, yeah. Whaley Jag's probably gonna gonna beat her up badly, and uh, she submitted her. Frankie Edgar, Chris Gutierrez was uh, very depressing to watch, to be honest. Uh, as a fan of Frankie Edgar, that was pretty sad. And uh, Hooker versus Puelas was like, I mean, Puelas in hindsight is not very great on the feet, so it was, that was kind of a not that great of a fight in retrospect because Lottie Puelas isn't really all that good, so. That's just my opinion on it. Yeah, I was at this card live uh, with my fiance. It was the first time she ever watched MMA live. Uh, she really enjoyed the main card uh, for sure. And uh, it was a really, really great main card. It was super depressing to see Frankie lose in New York City. This was at Madison Square Garden. 
um, Frankie from New York coming out to Biggie. Like everybody's like, oh, maybe this plus three hundred as a as a chance. And then like it was like just like a funeral. Um, but by the time the main event came around, everybody was so into that fight. And uh, then that fifth round happened, and it was just one of the most shocking moments I've witnessed ever live. It was a great way to start stop the fight. If I remember correct, the prelims weren't great, but if we're just talking main card, this is, I mean, it's five finishes, does not happen often. And I mean, the main event, one of the most shocking upsets ever. Agreed. What, what UFC, just to make sure I haven't? 281. Uh, 281. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, Patrick. Um, hmm. Part of me wants to reach for something here, but I feel like I can. Yeah, you know reach. what? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna fucking do it. Um, yeah. I'm taking the second knockout of the day. Uh, to me, when we talk about shocking knockouts of all time, uh, especially when we're talking about karma and we're talking about something happening to someone that they had done over and over and over you again, I'm taking Gabriel Gonzaga over. Mary no. Legitimate, like it was between that and Masvidal and Aspirin. Like to me, that's a coin flip for the greatest knockout in UFC history. The force with which Gabriel Gonzaga basically kicks Mirko Krokop's head clean off is astounding. And again, like I said, the reputation that Krokop built as the most lethal head kicks in Pride and in his early UFC career, when that when that hit like that. Just it's an unparalleled moment in UFC history because it is the ultimate comeuppance for a guy that really had just been doing that his entire career. Yeah, it's one I definitely considered. I mean, I just that's the one thing you always heard about him is don't he will knock your head clean off for it to be the exact opposite. Just I could uh, I could imagine being like a huge fan or whatever and being like completely stunned in the room. Like, wait, he got his head knocked <laughs> off. He got his head knocked. That's yeah, it's great. It's a great choice. Um, yeah, Brooklyn looked like you wanted it, Patrick. Why so did you this, decide to be right next to Patrick? Is this was my question. So like, this was my sleeper pick. I did not think people loved this as much as I did. Um, I remember whenever they were promo, they were promoing. Um, Gonzaga's championship fight with Couture, and this knockout was on loop, and it's just like you saw it every fucking time. Just the way the Krokop's leg folds, it's gross, but like man, it's such a such a nice kick, um, and you gotta respect the um, you gotta respect the balls to do it to somebody who who is the master at it. Yeah, just imagine being able to be the guy to say, "Yeah, I had kick knocked out Mirko Krokop." It's like. <laughs> That's a pretty big flex. Yeah, great, great highlight, great knockout. And like, um, even as he hits him, like it's not like full extension or whatever. It looks like the weight of the leg just collapses on top of his head. He just like this is this. He went max length. It was kind of a poorly kick. thrown leg kick. If we're being <laughs> true. Like he doesn't like, know. I'm gonna try this. I'm he doesn't know what he's doing. That's probably the first time he's throwing a head kick that high. And like it's he's a jujitsu guy. Like, yeah. and then the underrated part is, of course, the knee getting torn apart as Mirko fell to the ground and gets folded back with his knee staying like forward. That that's the that's the part of knockouts I always love. And yeah, like hearing Randy Couture who was on like. 
commentary just like <laughs> freaking out. He's just like, oh, whoa, oh my god. <laughs> uh great. Great yeah, it gets a head and a broken leg, basically. And it's then, just... like, you can just tell when Gonzaga gets up, he's more shocked than anybody else. <laughs> like, he has, like, the most Wait, genuinely – he's like, cannot believe it. Never will happen again. Highest Gonzaga ever. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, all right, Patrick, you get to open the next round. Uh, round three. Um, I think I'll finally take a fighter. Um, it's – tough because there's a few ways i want to go with this but i think i'm going to go with a person that carried a division on their back single-handedly for about six or seven years uh before kind of being unceremoniously dumped but now that division actually exists because of two people uh i'm thinking mighty mouse uh, he is again he kept the only reason the flyweight division existed for at any point in time was because he was just so, so, so good. Like as an undersized 135, he was always going to be slightly overmatched, but the, the freaky shit I saw him do in the cage, that the arm bar in that one title defense, oh, just like some of the, so, just incredible and really made you understand what's so great about the smaller weight classes. Um, it's in good hands now between Figueredo and Moreno. That quadrilogy was a, a truly great thing to keep that division alive in his absence and in Cejudo's absence as well. Um, I just think, again, without he's he's so important because it, he kept an entire division alive for so long. Yeah, yeah, talking about uh, that. Like he, they always had him like when he fight, and they'd be like, "What are you gonna do with this?" And, uh, we're just gonna keep it around till, are we gonna close it? Or are we not gonna do anything? He just owned that division for so long, and it made it like, like considered like Dana considered just shutting down the division at one point. Like he kept getting questions, like, "What are you gonna do with it?" He's like, "I don't know." Like, what do we do? And then now it's been risen, you know, and now what it is, so. He kept it around for the time being for other fighters. So, yeah, it's a good fight. Good fighter, I should say. Uh, everybody else. Dana White traded him for Ben Askren. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, the worst trade I can think of. Like, worst like, trade deal in the history of That is deals. so – I'm trying to think of what that is in football. Like, really. It's, it's, the, Herschel Wa- it's the Herschel Walker trade. Yeah, yeah, really? exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So true. Yeah, it's exact. I mean, this like he's still completely relevant, not in the UFC, but in one now where like they don't steroid test anybody, and he's still beating these great. But they hydrate tests, so don't worry. Um, but they don't drug test. Um, so, and he's still beating these like monsters or coming back and pe- he's a true mixed martial artist. Um. When it's him or GSP for me, I'm more the Mighty Mouse guy myself. And he's like, just plays video games and just chills with his family. Like, he's just not out hitting drunk or hitting pregnant women. Uh, it's like all around better fighter than some some fighters pick. John yeah. Jones! <laughs> that wasn't clear enough. <laughs> I think he has he has the record for most title defenses, doesn't he? Like at like 11 or some shit? Yeah. Tied with uh, um, Johnny. Yeah. Oh, yeah? 
But uh, anyways, he's um, yeah, great pick. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's cool to see now he's getting he's getting like his attention because I feel like he really wasn't getting the love when he was on top just because of like I guess the infancy of the division and like people didn't really want to watch the smaller guys. But uh, yeah, he's super dominant, just super great fighter, and yeah, it's cool to see him. Uh, getting the recognition now in one that people are finally re- starting to realize, Oh shit. He's one of the best fighters of all time. Yeah. yeah. He was pretty high on my list. So good pick. Yeah. I, I had kind of fallen out of UFC whenever he, whenever his reign was going on. So I don't have, I'm not as invested in, in him as I probably should. Um, but yeah, like his fights against like Joseph Benavidez, cause he, he was like, he'd be considered like a, like a top five guy, like in flyaway and whatnot. And then even so that like that to have, have a good of a fight as he did with Cejudo. Um, but yeah, good choice. Um, just to be clear, Patrick, you've taken what three at this point? I've taken an event, a knockout, and a fighter. Okay, Brooklyn, you've taken. I've taken a fighter and, and an event. Okay, uh, Dylan. Uh, two fighters. Two fight. All right. Okay, I've taken a knockout and the thing they should change. And uh, Aaron, you've taken what? Uh, I took fighter an event and a fighter and event. Okay. Yeah. Me and Dylan still need to bet. Okay. All right. Uh, Brooklyn. All right. Well, I have to rechange my strategy for knockout because Patrick just took took the one and I never really thought of anything else. Um, but then I went back into the wheelhouse um, and I remembered there was a time when Anderson Silva was a little bit bored in middleweight. So he's like, I'm going to go up to light, light heavyweight. All right. We're going to yeah. give you Forrest Griffin. He just lost the title to Rashad Evans. What are you going to do to him? I'm going to fucking matrix him and knock him out while I'm taking a back step. It's fucking awesome. Like, even Forrest Griffin still laughs about this. It's just, like, this was the moment that even casual fans are like, okay, Anderson Silva is the greatest, the great, easily the greatest middleweight of all time. Um, it's just so... It, it's it's fucking awesome. Like hands down, dodging everything, and then as he comes, he punches, and you really see force. He's like fist forward and just falls flat on his face. Um, yeah, I think um, I think of the knockouts already picked so far. I think this is the this is the next best one available. Um, yeah, I, I I completely forgot about it until about five minutes ago. You got to think about it. Like this is what I mean by old UFC. Like. <laughs> Forrest Griffin was a UFC fighter, and I'm not saying he was bad of any sorts, but like if he, he had to face, he yeah, was. if he had to face some caliber of like now, I don't think he makes it to the like the prelims. Like he's like not no. in the top twenty anymore. Like and Anderson Silver literally just literally ruined this man. Like on national, like on the, the national audience, just beat the fuck out, and then and then. He, like that dude, he wanted out of that octagon after like punch three, and he stood there. Oh, I I still love the old UFC games when Forrest Griffin was in there because if you needed just a quick punch up, you can just go and beat the shit out of him. So, uh, great great choice because it's one. If anything, it's the funniest one. Yeah, it, it is my, by it, far. Yeah, it was my pick for sure. Um, so I'm was gonna pick it with my next pick. Literally was ready to pick it. Um. I remember seeing this live. It was at a party, and the entire party stopped. Everybody, no one who gave a shit about fighting, stopped it with like 10 seconds ago. And this was like, what is going on in this cartoon fight? <laughs> and then they all saw the knockout, and like we had the volume on, and Joe Rogan's like, he was knocked out by a paw, by a paw. <laughs> like, it's just the craziest. 
I mean, Anderson Silva and his, like, oh, my God. There was nothing like Anderson Silva in his prime. It was just the brightest the UFC ever burned. Seriously. He, and this. He was offended, like, fighting him. Like, right. And this was the best example of it ever. I mean, and this was, like, just, like, insane. Like, insane. He just ruined his life. He was, like, grabbing his hand, like, shaking his hand in the middle and, like, hugging him, being like, I'm sorry. And then, like, I'm sorry, I'm here right now. It's like, it's like, and like, even the commentary. I've watched this fight so many times. The commentary before is like, uh, Forrest says he's gonna come out with a one two and a head kick. Let's see if he does that. And he comes out with the most <laughs> fucked up one two head kick ever. And the commentary is like, ah, oh, ah, oh, he did, he did. It came nowhere near landing on any, like, it was just like. It was after that you knew it was over. Like it really was like Chris Farley and Beverly Hills Ninja or something. Like it was like, what? Like and then it went on for I don't know. And then him running out of the cage after just like he was in pure panic mode, just like running, just trying to get away from his embarrassment. And the cameraman did a great job of showing the whole tracking shot. Of him running to the back, holding his jaw from falling onto the ground. Like, the light heavyweight division before John Jones was a fucking mess. Th- this KO is not talked about enough. It really is the greatest KO of all time. Move aside, Masvidal. Move aside, everybody. This is insane. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think you can arguably pick up the in light heavyweight in the past and pick like majority of the champions and say it could they even attempt and they would not have a shot like no. i mean that's lucky part, their fighters came in when know. they did yeah. when they came in when they did was the perfect sweet spot for yeah. when they came in yeah cuz there's another knockout we could talk in honorable mentions at the end from light heavyweight that i still remember yeah. by the way boston bruins just tied it up they're about to win the series it's crazy um Anyways, um, Dylan, your turn. Ripley's up eight on the Lakers. It's great. I bet the Grizzlies tonight. So let's go Grizz. Grizz gang. All right, Dylan. You can't pick any more fighters. Right. All right. So I'm going to go. I'll continue on the the trend then, I guess, of knockouts. Because why not? Uh, I'll go. A bit of a weirder one. Uh, I like it. This was one from... Uh, fuck it. I'll just say it. It's Yair Rodriguez versus the Korean Zombie, Chan Sung Jung. Uh, this one, I think, has really everything going for it, where, for one, it's like a knockout unlike anything you'll really ever see. Uh, and also, it's like it has the dramatic element of it being on like the very last second of the fight, which, if it would have went to the scorecards... Chan Sung Jung would have won. And then uh, just out of nowhere, uh, in an exchange, uh, basically, Yair Rodriguez throws an up elbow that lands on the chin of uh, Chan Sung Jung and flatlines him, puts him out cold. Just crazy. And like, it was so quick because Yair Rodriguez is such like a fast fighter and how he strikes. No one even un- knew what happened at first. Like, I think the people on commentary who thought there was like a clash of heads maybe that caused it. And no one really understood what happened until they played it in, played it back. And then just like their stunned reactions of like, holy shit, it was an, el- it wasn't a, that wasn't an accident. That was a fucking elbow that Yaya Rodriguez threw. What like a fucking looking, He's like looking at it as it happens too. It's like wild. Yeah. yeah. It's, 
yeah, some some shit that I think I've never seen replicated. So yeah, I gotta pick that one. Overall, if you want to just talk about fight too, that fight was Great legit. Fight. Like they were beating Great the fight. fuck out of each other. And basically ducked down, like, I don't know what else to do with myself. <laughs> Just throws it and watches him cave in. I was like, what? It was brilliant. Brilliant knockout. Brilliant everything. As soon as you said the first name, I was like, yep. I knew exactly what you were going for. Because it's one that didn't happen. I think it was, like, on a fight night, right? Like, it, it wasn't. Yeah, they, were the main, they were the main event. Of the yeah, it's just, like, one that would float. So, yeah. Uh, I just said that in the Panthers just scored. This is shit. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, great knockout. Everybody else? Yeah, it's a video game glitch knockout. Like it's like something that could only happen in a video game where like the arm like gets dislocated and still is like contacting things somehow. It's like, oh, your arm can't go that direction. That's like, like you would start it over if you put is in a video game, you're like glitch, like that's not a legit and yeah, Paul Felder being like, that was a headbutt. It was a head. Oh, no, never mind. It was an elbow. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's insane. And now I have no reason to look at my knockout because all the correct choices have been made. I'm making the fifth best knockout pick. So I got to hope my other stuff gets me to the win because my knockout is not going to. Sorry, Edson Barboza. <laughs> this yeah, round cool. in general is fucking bonkers because they like like they're like hugging it out with like with like a minute left and I think even then like there's like one seconds more. left they hug yeah there's they one more and it's just like you you go, you, you go from zero to ten there's no there's no happy medium like just have a consistent round like just wrestle fuck like everybody else does that's that's not the Korean zombie style that's um, not Yair either no it's not Yair either uh, Korean it's funny. Um, when you when you look up Chen Sung Jun on Wikipedia, his Wikipedia article is named the Korean Zombie and not his actual name, which is great. Um, but also um, technically not eligible for this draft because it's a UFC draft. Um, the WEC card where he fights Leonard Garcia is one of the greatest MMA cards of all time. Go back, watch WEC forty eight. Truly, like these are so great, Joe. It's it's incredible, right? Because it's it's Aldo Faber in the main event. I can go on about this forever, but it was the first. It was the first event after the UFC purchased WEC, and you had that fight, which was fight of the year, uh, Garcia Korean Zombie, and then you had a wonderful main event between Aldo and Faber. Yeah. Um. Okay, so it's my pick. Um. I'm going fighter. I'm going my current, even though it's a downward spiral right now. I'm just last two have not been great, but I'm going Kamara Usman. Um, he's been my favorite to watch forever at this point. Uh, the last two fights, of course, didn't go his way. Um, and congratulations, Leon Edwards. You're great and all, but overall, I wish Kamara Usman. Uh, just basically just the streak that he was on what he was able to do and then i still i still love the uh the post match is like i'm circling this division at this point i'm giving these people extra shots at me just to make like this revolving door i'm making you relevant like i'm doing this to help you guys out and just i mean him and his fights with colby covington and all that i think are just like absolute bangers knockout of masvidal like you just can't get any better for that for me. And he's like a must watch every time anything he shows up. So all in all, he was an easy choice, especially after you guys picked like some 
true like heavy hitters, I think he's still even after two losses, I still consider him much watch to this day. You shaking your head, Aaron? What were you gonna say? Yeah, Kamaro Snoozman. Kamaro Snoozman. I'm glad I'm picking behind Cody because Cody has just done me favor after favor here. There is a wide, wide gap between Snoozman and who I will be picking next. That's all I'll say. It's like not even the same ballpark. It's not even the same ballpark. We'll we'll find out. Any sense? CM Park. Getting getting back to the Ben Ben (laughs) Askren. Getting back to like the Ben Askren thing. He's like, Kamara Usman, this is Marty from Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) Marty from Nebraska. (laughs) But um, but like, yeah, he's he's a great fighter. I I considered the card um that he had with with Colby Covington, um, the one that he break that he breaks his jaw. Um, but like he definitely we don't had. Picks. We don't tip picks. What are we doing? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Okay, it sorry. could be I, on I, my I, next. It's it's, it's it's my first foul. It's my first foul. It's okay. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, he definitely had his reign as uh, as Walter Wade champion. I think he'll win it back. Personally, no way. He has no have knees left. He's done. I think he'll win it back. He has no knees. He's done. <laughs> They can make a bionic. You, you think sure. he's getting? You think he's getting through the rest of that top ten list? I don't want to tip any more picks, but uh... yeah, I think he could. You better hope for your pick that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I I was actively rooting. You for... picked a retired guy. Let's be real; he can't fight anymore. <laughs> he ran away from the division. Argument. Erroneous. He ran away from the division. <laughs> yeah, twenty nine and zero. He ran away. It's oh, like, those are not all UFC fights. Don't don't lie. Yeah, as a big uh, George St. Pierre fan, I was definitely rooting for Leon Edwards because I didn't want his legacy to be <laughs> overtaken by Usman because I think Usman was just like so dominant and so good that I was like, shit, he might end up being the best welterweight ever over GSP. Uh, and yeah, you respect the hell out of him. He's, yeah, he was fantastic and I think still has the potential to be. I think just... Leon Edwards this may be a bad matchup for him, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Aaron. Um, yeah, so I will go with who had I the fact that this guy wasn't picked before Kamara Usman. How dare you? Uh it's Anderson Silva. We've been talking about this man, the best middleweight of all time. Oh, I, I, I have holes to punch in this. Like, I have holes. I have I giant mean, holes his, to punch in this. There are no higher highs than the Anderson Silva run at middleweight when he was making his title defenses. After his leg break, things changed, but it does not take away from the run at the top. It's the greatest run at the top. I will not be a prisoner of the moment. I was there when it happened. There was no one you wanted to tune into more for a fight. He has two, three of the best knockouts of all time, at least. Um, Just... I mean, Chris Weidman, you know, it is what it is, what happened with Chris Weidman. And then, you know, he's trying to get rich afterwards. But uh, the time at the top, it's the greatest time at the top, and it's enough to sustain him through the lows. So I get it. He's got his losses. You can point to Uriah Favor or Uriah Hall, a bunch of other ones. He didn't lose Uriah Favor, at least. Um, <laughs> that would have been something. Yeah, that would have hurt his uh, <laughs> argument. But, I mean – the Chael Sonnen fights, incredible. I mean, the submission to come back there, just, I mean, he has just so many great moments. He changed the game with his debut where he landed 110% of his shots on Chris Levin. And uh, just, 
I mean, it was just an incredible run. So I don't care how it ended. I cared how he was at the top. Is the greatest top of any any fighter on the list. So you're saying all that, but then at the end of the day, you poked. And my last time I checked, Usman's never lost to Jake Paul. So I'll say that in my note. It doesn't matter. He still has a loss. And then also, uh, the one of the cockiest fighters to drop his hands and get knocked out by a wide and deal with your consequences. Mm. I will take two losses at the very top for Usman versus to an actual competitor. We're actually a great champion because Weidman's not legit. Weidman's Weidman's legit. Oh, get off it. So, yeah, terrible. I'll take Usman over Silva. Silva still Silva didn't back. Silva didn't leave when he was supposed to. He should have left way before he let that beatdown kept happening. So, no, thank you. He does have one gem, gem in the rough in his in his like latter latter career. Um, like the like the passing of the torch fight with Israel Adesanya, I thought I think is I think is still a good a good fight. Um, like when you bring but, up back a, a past Star Wars character in a Star let's, Wars movie, let's also, make let's, also go, oh. let's also not forget that uh, Jail Sonnen basically had him dead to rights uh, for about um, twenty. Oh, right. For 23 minutes, or no, yeah, sorry, 24 minutes and 30 seconds. Facts. And then the American started, gangster. Started that one happened when they it. rematched. And then, yeah, uh, Chill, uh, yeah, in the rematch, Chill tried to do uh, spinny shit, and it didn't work. No. Yeah, exactly. Snoozeman got a rematch against Leon and just lost again. By decision. Thank you. Yeah, still got dominated for 25 minutes. Leon also got in about five dick shots and was grabbing the cage. Mm. Oh yeah, but uh Snoozeman, yeah, I can't Newsman. can't make an no, argument no, no, for that. No, Anderson, greatest showman ever to do it in the game. Trash. Michael Jordan um, at the UFC. What's your next pick? Uh next pick. Um, I mean, I don't need to pick knockout because everybody else has knockout. So I'm gonna go with the rule I would change. And um the biggest problem with the UFC, I think week to week, if you get the like hardcores, and even a lot of the casuals complaining. It's the judging. Uh, round by round, do not work. We need to judge the fight overall because sometimes a guy can win, squeak by in the first 10 minutes, and dominate that third round. You know who won the fight, but when you do the math, you can't quite work it out, and you have the volkanovsky Makachev situation where Volkanovsky won that fight. If it kept going, who would have won that fight? Volkanovsky. That's how the ju- fighting should be judged yet. Because of the math, it's like, well, Makachev got takedowns in one, three, and four, so he won. Like, that's not how a fight's judged. The fight's judged at the end if it's not finished by. If this kept going till the end of time, which we don't do because of Ken Shamrock and Dan Severin, we don't just have unlimited fights anymore. Like, that fight lasted 95 minutes again, and they're that horrible. So, if the fight kept going, who would have won? That's how it should be judged. So, I would change the judging. Uh, I get it. There would also be more arguments because it would take away the caveman scoring, but we're not doing boxing here where it's round by round. It needs to be judged overall. Pride did it. Turned out just fine. Um, I, so basically pride style scoring. I agree. I fully agree. Because, I mean, well, there you can count n- numerous fights that the judging has completely screwed up. And, like, Dana always says, don't leave it in the hands of the judges because, like, it's such a oh, stupid I, way when half your money's on the line. Like, I know. It's like, be like, oh, I just don't, like, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to, but this guy's also like, 
trying not to go into the shadow realm. <laughs> like it's like exactly. I know. All the oh time. no. He's like, oh, I don't no. want to go to sleep unwillingly in here. Like I'm going to do every like. It's not just like he's like I'm trying to finish him. I don't care if I'm not like. Yeah, it's hard to. Yeah, I fully agree. I think the judge, and again, if not, like I think like judges should be like held accountable. Like, I swear judges like, aren't. I swear judges aren't scoring the fight round by round. They're like forgetting to, so they're trying to remember the rounds at the end, anyways, which I can't prove. But like, I feel like yeah. they're like, oh yeah, we have to judge this round by round. And then they're like, oh, who won the first round? So we might as well just make a judge overall fight, so these idiots can just focus on judging throughout and not do it in this 10 point bus system from boxing. I mean honestly I wouldn't I wouldn't hate them just getting like the like significant strikes and everything like give them everything and just be like this is what this is your information right. what added, do you counted in what do you think based on this like, right I, when you're watching a fight live you can also like not really notice when fight and miss, it, miss yeah. or hit. it's just yeah. very hard to tell I think it's a great choice great great choice yeah, I mean, judging was my number one pick for uh, what something that the UFC should change. I just wasn't smart enough to really offer a solution, so <laughs> I didn't really pick it. <laughs> Got you, Dylan. Yeah. This was also also my next choice. Like my reasoning behind it is, um, like, you look at other major sports and look at like baseball, like in the Statcast era, and like how much how much like next gen stats there are. Um, like there could absolutely be a criteria for like what constitutes as like an eight point win, a nine point win or a 10 it's, it's there. I just think it takes a lot of process. And like the whole thing with it, with it as well is that this is government sanctioned. So I think any change that is going to be made, it's going to take minimally, I'm going to guess like five years before it gets from like point A to point B. But it's also within the organization. If the UFC wanted to change it tomorrow, they could. Cause it's just like every organization gets to decide on their own. What they can't decide is like, the states decide if it's open scoring. Like, so, like, if you go to, like, Kansas, like, they show the score after each round. Like, that's something this, which is also, like, another – but then people could – but, like, with regards to scoring of the league, that's up to the league. So, like, if the UFC wanted to change it tomorrow and be like, we're going to adopt it and no more 10-point must system, they could. So, but who knows if they would. And there's so many arguments that would come with it. It's not a perfect solution – because MMA is like really difficult to judge and it would open a lot more arguments, but I feel like we're getting so many wrong decisions lately. Like as someone who bets on the sport, it really sucks to bet on this sport because every single week you're just, it doesn't matter if the right guy's winning or losing. It's just who they're deciding. So. Okay. Um, it's me. Um, I'm going to finish with fighter. Wait, no, I shouldn't. Because... Second last pick. Yeah, because you already Dylan already has both fighters, so if I take this, I can just take the event before him. And I'm going to take the event um, that Brooklyn uh, hinted at, uh, double up on my fighter, basically, and uh, I'm taking, uh, gosh, now back in my 75 searches where I had the number, uh, UFC 245. Um, Kamara Usman versus Colby Covington, Max Holiday versus Volkanovski, the second one. Mana Nunez, like, there's not so many great, but I think, like, the limits that they put Peter Yan versus Uriah Faber, where he knocks him out. Um, and there's just decision after decision, like, they all go to the decision besides the knockout, uh, in the fifth round to uh, Colby Covington. 
I just remember those last two fights, Max uh, and Volkanovski and um, uh, Usman versus Colby Covington, a guy that you just – Colby Covington is one of those people that either you – I don't know how many people actually like him. I don't think there is a group that likes him, but, like, to watch him get dominated was really great, but it just, just shows how – powerful he is we talked about the other two fighters like the people on the list i think overall i got the last of the events basically i think the, you guys show some great ones but those are the ones that i remember being like jacked for especially um uh, everybody else good pick yeah <laughs> you know smooth yeah. men but it's is one of the better fights um for sure um colby did bring the best out of marty from nebraska um, I'll give him that. Also, uh, the knockout that Jan had a favor, super satisfying uh, in that to start out as well. So um, big fan of Jan when he decides to actually use his offense legally. Uh, it's really, really good to see and effectively. Um, and then, yeah, the, also the Max and Volk fights are just all-time classics, super close. So, yeah, this this is not a bad pick. This is actually, you know, not not one that was on my list just because – newsman but you know if you're if you're into that call me crazy but but wasn't that um marlon mariah's uh jose aldo fight like controversial like didn't some didn't like a good chunk of people think jose aldo won that um i was trying to yeah, remember i, I yes i think so yeah because he had it was close like the, the the strikes and everything were super super tight and super close so yeah, they thought that Aldo won. Scorecards. Uh, okay, uh, Dylan, you're up. All right. So, yeah, I guess everyone already has pay per view, right? Yeah. Besides the uh... yeah. Yes. You're the only one. Things the UFC UFC should change. Uh, again, this is uh, entirely me playing God here. Uh, I don't know if this is logistically uh, feasible, but I think I like uh, one of the things that's like uh, maybe I built it up too much. Uh, I would introduce more weight classes uh, for uh, to alleviate the issue of uh, weight cutting. Uh, yeah, I mean, make it happen. Sure. Then maybe we won't have all these fucking fights fall apart because people uh, can't make weight. You got people like... Uh, Hamzat Chemaev recently just <laughs> completely failing to make welterweight. Just says, yeah, fuck it. Not they doing it. Nine pounds out. Blowing up an entire card that already was looking pretty dire. Uh, <laughs> it's even like uh, uh, Izzy's fight. Like, his, uh, whoever, I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head. Jan Blakovich. Blakovich. Yeah. When he went up. Yeah, well, they're well. No, at the end of the fight, they're like, I'm pretty sure he's going to be two a fight. Like he's going up. Like oh, Pereira, Pereira. Like he's like he's like he's not going to be doing this. Like any like Dana's like, I'm pretty sure he's going to two a five. Well, what about I'm pretty sure he's going to two a five. Like they he had to cut so much for it, and I agree with you. Like more weight cuts, it's the hardest thing. Like especially when they do like uh, do the weigh ins and stuff, it's always so screwed for these fighters. Yeah. Like instead of doing it like different the way they do it like everybody gains weight between them like they could do it so much so better and efficient i i completely agree yes this is a great solution uh there should be way more weight classes there's 20 pound difference between 85 and 205 and then from 206 
It's 206 to 266. This, not, nothing, yeah. no, no, whatever. Like two tip, 214 versus 265, same weight class. Like, 206 gets your ass up and heavyweight. Get out. It's like 155 or 170. 15 pounds for some reason, not 165. Not just like, why would you not just have every 10 pounds? You think that would make the most sense, but no. It's like, if you do you want to be like completely dying at 155 or against enormous monsters like Chimaev at 170? Like, again, yeah, I think there'd be more titles, which the UFC is all about, anyways, with their bullshit interim titles every five minutes. So, like, at least these could be legitimate titles. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's a great solution. I don't know what is taking it so long. Every time they add a weight class, they don't take them away afterwards for a reason. It's because well, they're waiting for the WWE weight class now that they've now merged. Of course, yeah, the unified mm-hmm. universe. Of Roman Reigns is going to be taking on Brock Lesnar in the <laughs> UFC. It's going to be great. Can't wait for the Hell in the Cell match. Defensive tackles, I think. I don't know uh, if Roman played for the Vikings, but I can't wait for a, uh, Usman versus Edwards three inside Hell in the Cell. It's going to be legit. Ladder match with Um, yeah, weight cutting first blood. Let's go. <laughs> uh, weight cutting is pretty fucked. MMA on point did a really good video on the whole like one weight cutting thing, where it's like you can you can definitely create a loophole. In it or one on or make it make it um, not as uh, not as blatantly um, bad, um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a tough one. Like even from like the women's perspective, I would love I like I would love to see um, he- the heavier weight classes as well. There's just no depth no depth of roster, so also also on that side. Less less weight classes in the women's, please please. Featherweight <laughs> <laughs> has been enough. Oh my God! UFC featherweight women's division. My God, <laughs> Daniel Wolf, please, please, no more. What was it when Jermaine Duran me just is like Norma yeah, Dumont? <laughs> Norma Dumont, the uncrowned featherweight queen. Talking, talking about Marty from Nebraska, which is pulling school teachers from Nebraska to fight at one forty-five. Like, <laughs> yeah, they added like what are they got like a one welterweight women's welterweight division. Okay, um, Brooklyn. Um, okay. I am. I'm torn between two for rule change, and I think this one is more more important. I'm gonna go stricter penalties. Um, in terms of point deduction, and in terms of I think fighters just having a history. Um. I'm not sure how much. Uh, I mean, I guess get this in the NFL, but like NHL is the first one that I thought of when you think about like when a player gets suspended and the often like the history that's that's put put often with it that takes into consideration of the punishment. Um, you see so many fights now where it's just like they get a free eye poke or like in Leon, like with Leon Edwards, he got in like three cup shots and then after like there was one other thing and it's like all right now there's a point like no like. There should be should be a track of fouls that are committed, um, and when it's done, it's like all right. Well, if you're if you're a frequent um, if you're a frequent u- uh, user of this or whatever, or if it happens to you a lot, you should get the automatic point deduction if it happens the first time. Um, I just think it's something that get people get people get away with too often. Uh, my I mean my number one fighter pick was this notorious for it. 
Um, and I think he, and I think he did use it to his advantage. It's part of part of why why I hate him. Um, but I just I just wish that like that's just I think that's the one fine tuning thing. Not it's not a major overhaul, but I think if you were just a little stricter, then people would clean up their style. And you wouldn't have to worry about having these, like even like the eye pokes, like, like it's crazy. Like when you're talking about Leon Edwards has this so and so long, um, like unbeaten streak, and it's like you also have this no contest with Bilal Muhammad because of an accident, because of an accident. Or yeah, and it, it was an accidental accidental eye poke, but I think it just could have been it could have been prevented if they're happening so often. Yeah, I mean, you're just wanting it in fights by like illegal shit right away and that just doesn't sound right but whatever i want less penalties i want them to just go balls to the wall and like rip each other's throats out if they want to like let's freaking go but that's just me but i'm a casual here you know i think no wrestling that's what they should do um no just watch (laughs) just watch glory then we don't get then we 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 don't get we don't get jessica andrage um slamming rosa menunas into the ground for a knockout that the number one problem right there. Thank you very much. I'm a big Rose fan. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, everybody else on uh, more penalties if you're having fun in the UFC. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily the number of penalties that I would be. I mean, yeah, definitely that is an issue. But, like, more so that I've took issue with recently is, like, I feel like they a lot of the refs aren't great at handling the uh, the uh, actual penalties when they happen like I, there was one there was one card i watched very recently where a guy was on bottom and he landed an up kick to a downed opponent and uh they argued it was accidental they didn't deduct a point or anything but they didn't even give the guy who got the up kick landed on him top position again they just stood him back up so the guy basically got rewarded for up kicking because he didn't yeah he didn't get a point deducted he didn't get like put in the same position. He even got time to recover. It was weird. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that people should be kind of charged as repeat offenders. John Jones. I poked every single one of his opponents. He's the best player of all time. Yet couldn't control his fingers. Cause it's like, you get one. Like if I was a coach, Loki, I'd be like nut shot or I poke once a fight. Like seriously, you get one unless it's so horrible. Like the fighters like writhing in pain. Like, just act like it was an accident, and it's a very effective strike. Like, I just think penalizing should be more, and it wouldn't ruin the sport and make it better because fighters would stop doing it if they actually got penalized for it. But you get a cage grab here, you get an eye poke here. Then if you do one of those things, like, one or two more times, then you get penalized. And it's just, like, the best fighters penalize the most because they know they can get rid of get away with it. Okay. Patrick. Um, I will take my second fighter here. Um, I I prefer one female fighter to the to her, but I mean, at the end of the day, she is the greatest women's fighter of all time, uh, Amanda Nunes. Whoa! I thought Ronda Rousey was coming earlier. No, I think Ronda is entirely a product of her era, um, and I think. Her she helped the UFC for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. Like the women's division in the UFC doesn't exist without Ronda Rousey, but I also think that the women's division it's a lot is, better without her. It's so much better, and like again, she's entire Rousey's entirely a byproduct of her era. Amanda Nunes, you can stick her against basically any female fighter ever, and she's beaten she's beaten the best women's fighters 
in every division bar straw weight because she can't cut that far. Um, she beat Valentina twice, even though I think Valentina won the second one. She beat Val. She beat Valentina. Uh, she beat Cyborg. She beat Rousey. She beat whoever. Whoever's been in front of her. And when she lost, she went. She went. Won, won the fight again. Right. Like there's. There's so much great about Nunez. She's an incredible boxer. Um, really, really great on the ground. Um, just, I think, again, to me, the undisputed goat of uh, women's MMA. Yep. I mean, yeah. She's her fights are her fights were what Rousey's were, but with actual fighting ability, mm-hmm. like. Instead of just the arm bar, like her build up to see what she can do next. Um, and it just took her loss, like when she did lose, like whoa, like that's that's a move that we just didn't see. So again, she definitely deserves the credit she has built up. So yeah. It's an easy pick, but like, yeah, I, I don't blame you on that one. Uh, yeah, this is the, the, the like this is the clearly the number one choice uh, for for the women's division. Uh, I agree that Valentina probably won the second the second fight, but um, like when you watch her start a sequence, um, you are not stopping her because she's just that fast and that vicious. I remember whenever she was um, getting ready to fight Megan Anderson, and I was fucking I was pipe I, I was I was stoked because Megan Anderson like her fight before. She had won with like this vicious, uh, like I think it was like a scissor choke, scissor choke or something, um, and then she just gets destroyed in I believe around, uh, and like even to have the size disadvantage in that in that fight and still be like, yeah, you're the clear betting favorites, um, just yeah, a, a ton of power. Well, the lion, that's for a reason. Yeah, I mean, as much as I probably prefer. Uh, Valentina as a fighter overall because I think she's just like a more technical striker. I feel like uh, I mean you kind of you kind of can't really uh, argue with the uh, overall resume of Amanda Nunes. Like she is, like they said, far and away the best female fighter of all time. But yeah. Okay. Bro, uh, no, and your last pick. Um, yeah, this uh, rule change, um, I kind of alluded to this earlier, and it's something that I've hated for a very long time because it takes so much agency and individuality out of the sport. What I fell in love with the sport about was the individuality of the fighters and the return. The I personally, if I were put in charge of the UFC, the first thing I would do was kill the Reebok deal and bring back individual sponsorships, uh, personalized stuff, allow fighters to have those giant sponsor things on the side of the cage. Fuck professionalism with this man. Let's embrace sort of some of that shit. Like the, the, the Brock Lesnar, Jimmy John's thing is so iconic. And I can just think of all of the different things and creativity that could be brought out of these fighters if they were allowed to customize these backdrops and, and show that personality even more in the pre-fight. I like think of what think of all the shit Adesanya could could be doing with his shorts and with all of this sort of stuff, just to add to the pomp and circumstance of this instead of it just being this m- malaise of corporate bullshit with Reebok and oh these guys get gold trim, but like that's 
that's not what we're here for. Like, let's let's let the fighters be fighters and do what the fuck they want. Yeah. I mean, I one thing I don't fully care about, like personally, it's not one that I drives me nuts. But again, you know, is is the UFC where it is because of like their sponsorships and where they're able to go with it? I get that, but like, I would love to see them with their own branded stuff. I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be interesting. Like, you know, yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, everybody else. Yeah, I mean, like you, it's a not something that really I have too big of an issue with, but I completely get how, like, you know, if the fighters want to express themselves more or get more money from, like, sponsors, then they absolutely should, especially when, you know, fighter pay is not super, super great at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, let the fighters get money. Like, I have no problem with it. Best shorts in UFC history are the Iceman's, even though I hate him. Like, you know, you just don't get, like, you just, like, let the fighters have, like, a little bit of an opportunity to, like, it's like BJ Penn used to have the black belt gi shorts. I mean, it's just, like, a little bit of flavor to, like, instead of the, like, blue, red, gold, Venom or Reebok, whatever. It's all going right to the UFC. Get now. the old camo shorts back out, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, have some we fun. Need, we need Condom Depot back on yeah, front shorts. Yeah. I miss Condom Depot. Yeah. <laughs> GoldenPalace.com dripping off. Oh, of yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Patrick, are we dialing this all the way back where Rico Rodriguez oh, has... Um, hell yeah. Like, we're, yeah. Going, we're going, like, Dirty Atlantic City Casino UFC days where Marilla Samante is the middleweight champion. Like that's the type oof, of that that's the that's that's the era I want to echo back to and like sort of reintroduce those type of elements to the sport, even though the company was about to go did, bankrupt. Did anybody ever drink Zions or does it like, like did anybody ever actually buy that? No, that's why they stopped sponsoring eventually. They went on business and they're like, we're on money. <laughs> like, no one's bought our shit. Zions. Okay. So, um, uh, Dylan. Oh, no, Brooklyn, your pick. Uh, so yeah, I have a I have a fighter to pick left, uh, and I think this is the last uh, sort of um, division or like aspect of, of the of the roster that we're looking at. Um, I think we're going to women's strawweight, and this is like a bit a bit of a homer pick. Uh, if you watch YLS Sports Moments, uh, you'll know where I'm going. I am picking uh, Zhang Weili, uh, Magnum herself, uh, just one of the quickest fucking fighters in strawweight, um, and has has incredible fights like one of the greatest fights ever in her in her five round split decision with Joanna um that's so great that you could even like there is still an argument that you, that Joanna wins but they still both have incre incredible performances um just how fast she is with her with her punches um and then like um like even the loss that she has that she had to Rose initially I think people can be like, all right, well, like that was just that was a flash in the pan moment after you have such a such a big win against Joanna. Um, you're gonna you're like your chin is gonna your chin's gonna go down a little bit. Um, and then to come back in the rematch and have the fucking uh, a spinning back elbow a spinning back fist of her own against Joanna, and then to really just kind of reclaim her, her reclaim her throne as the straw strawway queen. 
Um, I just I think she's going to be uh, a champion for a little bit longer longer still. Um, and she yeah she's just just a, an excellent fighter and, and um, say what you will about about China that kind of expanding expanding up to that realm. Um, but I think I think it's a great time. Um, I will always take Rose over this, but I get you. You're not wrong. She's great. Everybody else? Yeah, Lily's awesome. Still building on her resume, and she got rid of Carla Esparza as champion, which is just puts her great, great stuff. Top five of all time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I would probably pick her over Rose, just because like she doesn't really have a Rose versus uh, Carla Esparza fight in her catalog, where for some reason. Uh, Rose was scared shitless of Carla <laughs> for some reason. Like it looked like she was too scared to commit on anything really, and Carla didn't she, really. Commit she, on was anything. Thick, she was sick of the strategy. Pat Barry's strategy like, was to uh, we're just we're just going to evade the entire fight. Just say you're going to win. They're going to boo you. That's don't, how you know you're winning. Don't even. Get, oh, Pat Barry also has been scoping out Rose since she was 14 years old. The less said about that, the better. Uh. I hate that man. Um, okay. Regal. <laughs> um, I guess it is Dylan's turn. Oh yeah. Uh, so I guess all that leaves is uh, my pay per view, uh, and I'm really just going uh, for like the two main. <laughs> so the main card. I mean, the it's mainly held by the main event and the co-main event. Uh, so I'm going with uh, UFC 189, uh, which is a headlined by uh, Conor McGregor versus Chad Mendez. And the co-main event was p- probably the greatest fight of all time. Robbie Lawler versus Rory, Mc- Rory McDonald, uh, too, I believe. I think that was the second time they fought. Uh, yeah, I mean, for starters, you have Conor, like, in the middle of his, like, meteoric rise, which, like... <laughs> It was just absolutely an, an insane moment. And this is when he captured uh, interim gold uh, against Chad Mendez, who gave him a hard fight in the first round. Like uh, coming out of the first round, it was looking pretty rough, but Connor uh, was able to make the adjustments. And, uh, yeah, get him out of there in round number two. Uh, R- Rory McDonald versus Robbie Lawler is a fight that's just like insane. Like they said recently, like that when it was inducted into the Hall of Fame, like that's the closest anyone's ever come to dying in the octagon is Rory McDonald just collapsing at, at the end of the fifth round. Like he didn't even get knocked out due to any shot. He just it was all that sustained damage that he was just done. Uh just an absolute war. And the other three fights on the card were all finishes. So I'm sure they were entertaining too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh yeah, Mendez just like he made him suck wind by the end of it until he finished him. Like it was it was brutal. But yeah, I agree. And Robbie Lawler's fight is just all time. So yeah. great choices. Yeah, you could you could basically like there are certain one like one fight cards, but like the fact that you do have the sort of mystique of Connor to add to it, what is probably the greatest fight of all time. Um you don't like need the other three fights. Like those two enough are for like legacy. It's a good. It's it's a great pick. Two things. One, uh, this is uh, for the Connor Chad fight. It was great because uh, this was uh, uh, Connor had Sinead O'Connor 
um, uh, seeing a man with Foggy Dew. And then who the fuck did Chad Mendes have? He, ha- he had somebody. I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't pull it. Um, but I remember watching uh, Laura McDonald with my dad. And he has the he has the cut on his lip, and my dad's like like when he gets to the post match interviews, he's like, "Don't talk, don't use the letter P or the letter F," and of course he uses those, and it just looks it looks so gnarly, um, and it just a, like an absolute war of a fight. Um, like I think it this is if if um who is it? Oh, fucking Bigfoot Silva and. Uh, was that Cain Velasquez, the bloody war that they had? Or uh, Junior Dos Santos and Junior Dos Santos. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. No, no. The there's a there was a bloody war that Bigfoot Bigfoot Silva had as well. But I think that's those are the, those are the two like bloody fights that, you, that I think we talked about. Um. Okay. Uh, I guess it's no. It's yeah. It's my pick. Um. Yeah. I'm going last. It's my fighter. It's I don't care. I yeah. do not give a shit. It's Conor McGregor. It's it is the man that got me like back into the sport more than anything. Uh, I think you have to sell a fight as much as be a dominant fighter. And again, he, the sport I think would be very very different without him. Overall, I think uh, he is arguably the best trash talker that's ever played fought. He made some bad decisions in his life by agreeing to fight whoever. Like Khabib should have never been on his radar. Like if you're his PR team and say, "Hey, you should beat this. You should shut the fuck up. You should just fight nobodies and have a great time and make a lot of money." But he fought Khabib and died. Um, and then he broke his leg against. Um, and now we're apparently going to get him and Chandler, which is like a pipe dream for me, which I can't <laughs> be more excited for in my entire life. But even when he's broke, his legs broke, he lost a fight. Your wife's in my DMs, like just <laughs> giving it to him still. That's what like and they were so cordial that entire fight leading up to it. It's like, oh hot sauce, oh proper 12. No, fuck your hot sauce. It's peace. Like he doesn't give a shit. And that's what I absolutely love. Like, I will never forget that moment. Where's my second belt? He's like, you don't get it, Connor. And he's like, your second belt's here. Apologize for absolutely nothing. Like, just the great one of the greatest moments ever. Like that Eddie out. Like when he just, it's in the clip. Just when he's pummeling him down. It's just the height of Conor McGregor is one of the greatest. Like MMA moments. Like he was must watch TV. Regardless, love him, hate him, wanted him to lose, wanted him to win. He was the fighter. So even if. He never returns to even close to what he was or ever fights really again besides this last one. I will always look back at those great fights and just the Jose Aldo, just the straight, just knockout. Like, that's just great moments. Like, yeah, Connor is easily my easy choice. I was going to go with him or DC, to be honest with you, because I love DC, but overall, I have to go with Connor. Yeah, the Jose Aldo fight was one of the greatest moments in UFC history. Changed the entire company, added people like Dylan and many others around that time. So very glad for what uh, Connor provided. Uh, you know, zero title defenses for you know one of the best fighters of all time. True, <laughs> like that. That just is a beautiful legacy killer for him. Uh, and I just, as a Connor hater, I love to have these holes to poke, but I can also acknowledge that. 
he doubled probably the UFC's value within a few years. I would always say he, I don't think he's the even close in the conversation of fighter, but like overall, what over impactful, he has to be in the top tier. Like, number one needle mover. It's, it's hit. Yeah. The, I think the only other person you could argue is Rhonda in that respect. Yeah. And yeah, and I think Connor's... you wanted to see how fast she was going to tap. Yeah, I picked Ronda over Connor. No, not a chance. <laughs> Ronda, Connor could talk. Ronda couldn't say anything. Oh, like. she still... you, have you heard Ronda try and cut a promo? Well, she like WWE talked about yes. up those people in the movie theater for like a year. That was a good like story she told everybody. You're going to disrespect me. <laughs> well, you'll be tapping on Saturday. Oh, look at that. Good. Rhonda! Fast nine. I still love the Nunez interview. It was like, yeah, your coach tells you you hit hard, but you don't. Like, it's just like one of the biggest. Like... Then she gets knocked out. Head movement. Head movement. Rhonda, head movement. No, just keep it straight on the line. Keep it straight. I can't believe she fought Amanda Nunes after getting obliterated by Holly Holm. Let's talk about some crazy management. (laughs) Her coach was so stupid. Um, Okay. Well, Uh, Connor's Connor. I don't think we need to go into like, oh, gosh. And Aaron, what's your last? My foot was like a balloon. (laughs) Knockout uh, is my final pick. Um, you guys have picked all the right choices. I really wanted to have Anderson Silva's. Like, that is the best knockout of all time to me, the paw. Um, I'm going to go with the knockout that really got me to fall in love with the sport. So it's a very personal pick. But it's also, like, just a clean under left hook knockout. 2007 Rampage versus Chuck Liddell, too. I hated Chuck Liddell. And that's why I bought this pay-per-view is because this black dude with chains was just talking shit. I was like, who the fuck is this Rampage dude? Like, I really hope he wins. I've watched this promo over and over of him just like Rampage was so confident he was going to knock out Chuck Liddell. And Chuck Liddell, I just knew from like Duralass commercials and shit and like Entourage. I was just like, I don't like this guy's face. I don't like a stupid Japanese tattoo on the side of his head. Like, I don't like his old man belly. Like, I think he sucks. I've never seen him fight, but I don't like him. And I was like, I really like this cool black dude with the chains who's like, whoo, like an all confident. I'm like, I like that dude. I really hope he wins. And he ducks under like a left hook by Chuck Liddell in round one and just obliterates him. And you see after the ref pulls off Rampage, Chuck Liddell looks up and it's just black eyes. Like there's no, it's just these dilated pupils. And like Chuck Liddell was like looking around. I was like, I love this sport. And it got me completely hooked. I didn't miss a UFC after that. May 26, 2007. I haven't missed a UFC since then. And it got me completely hooked. So I'll give it I'll give it to Rampage there, even though his knockout of Verona in Pride was his best knockout. But I can't pick that. I was going to – this was the one I was hinting at, but not this one. It was the Rashad Evans – knocking out uh chuck at that point because just where because everybody had again chuck liddell was a product of the time Mm -hmm. and when he showed up and a guy with real hands and real like ability he draw and sends it and had trouble with the fast twitch muscle uh, yeah and just went down i it was one of those moments that shocked me because chuck was one of those fighters that everybody's like the one of the greatest ball yep but and then, yeah, but Rampage was all. 
if you've never seen Rampage and Arrow on a Sonya like talk interview or whatever, like interviews, like why are you always talking mean about me? Like what, you want me <laughs> yeah. to hurt you? Like Rampage is one of the greatest from that era, just a yeah, trash talk. Yeah, it was got me hooked. Great choice. Uh, Completely tough, personal pick, but yeah. Top 10 is probably the wildest fucking season of The Ultimate Fighter. Just like looking back on it, that rivalry between between Rampage and Rashad Evans was insane. The ripping the door off moment is oh, Between the, the guy he called titties? <laughs> he fucking the best tough moment ever is that <laughs> when he rips that door fucking completely apart. Off. But like you look, you look at like the people that were on Tough Ten, right? And just the like weird mishmash that we had: Big Country, um, the world's worst stand-up comedian. Brendan if you Shaw. hated the, if you Brendan Shaw was on Tough Ten, yeah. <laughs> if you hated the pot belly of Chuck Liddell, I can imagine how you oh felt about God. Big Country, the Burger King, the dude who just went to side control to win four straight fights on Tough. Oh, was, yeah, just laid, um, put his belly on people's chins, and just, uh, and that's not even talking about fucking Kimbo Slice. Like, oh my god, Kimbo, oh, Kimbo. Kimbo. Kimbo Slice, Kimbo Slice, Matt Mitrione, like Rest Brandon Shaw. I forgot. That's Brandon great. Shaw. Brandon like, Slob. <laughs> so dumb. And again, the Tough Ten finale, not technically eligible because it wasn't a pay per view. John Jones is only lost because it's the one where he put yep. the fucking 12 6 The greatest on. loss of all time. <laughs> the yeah. greatest loss you'll ever see. Uh, just that. That season, it's it's the best season of Tough because it just didn't, Incredible. like, it was just pure reality TV. Yeah. So uh, I, I drafted. There's no, like, decided winner tonight because we just drafted based on everything. But, uh, I appreciate you all being on. I think it was a fun night. Talk about UFC especially. Uh, again, sports people in this community, pitch more sports ideas because I would love to do more sports wireless because it's fun. Um, next week we're returning with 90s uh, movies. I have my panel picked for that. Um, so that should be interesting. Um, so we have a weird week coming up. Uh, we have that. We have... Uh, soda tier draft. I think Brooklyn Vale, uh, Caleb Boatman, Sup T is making his appearance on the show. Oh, God. Uh, it's going to be legit. Uh, 510 is Criterion draft with uh, Kirk. He's doing that one. I need people for Build a Movie, which is 517. Uh, genre director, actor, actress, and wild card. Um, and then best needle drops to end the month. Um, so let me know. We will catch you next week. Siri, shut up. <laughs> um, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, have a great night. I don't know where the sports outro. Well, this is why they don't let me to do my job. I'm just going to. I just want to give uh, Caleb Co a shout out for being an excellent. Uh, the banners tonight were top notch. Top notch. <laughs> top notch. The they've ever been. Thank you, Caleb, for paying attention throughout this when it wasn't an interest of yours. Thank you. No, Thank no you. one's better than him. Bye. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Your guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Now what will it be? Death or exile? You better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So. Normally, 
I would say Auf Wiedersehen. But since what Auf Wiedersehen actually means is till I see you again. And since I never wish to see you again, to you, sir, I say goodbye.